Welcome to another episode of Pop Psych. I'm your host, Ignatius. Today's clip, I'm going to preview a segment that we're going to have in our podcast once we get full episodes going, and I like to call it What Now What? In this segment, we'll talk about different things going on in the news and pop culture in America, maybe around the rest of the world as well. Today, we're going to start with a story that's been getting a lot of attention. As you probably should know at this point, there's been a big controversy about a former, at this point, NAACP leader named Rachel Dolezal, or Dolezal. I apologize if I'm mispronouncing your name, Rachel. My bad. But there's been a lot of controversy, and the controversy has been surrounding her because apparently for the last 10 years, Rachel has identified as and been passing herself off as a black woman. Now, the story has some nuances to this, and there's certainly a lot of different viewpoints around this and people have their own personal feelings and are getting pretty upset about it personal feelings aside i wanted to talk about a couple of things that i don't think is getting enough attention when it comes to this story first of all the family in this situation it's been quite odd because it was her mother that outed her as a white woman Now, that sounds kind of crazy when you say it. Uh, She was outed as a white person. But if you really think about it and you look back at her experience in her life, it appears that Rachel, who is from Spokane, Washington, or was living in Spokane, Washington, and part of the NAACP chapter there, she's been living and feeling as if she is a black person for most of her life and has always identified that way why this is the case i'm not really sure but it's something that's very strongly held for her and as a result she has made herself a or she's made a commitment i should say to helping the community that she feels a part of so basically she's out there she's doing her thing she's trying to change things for blacks and other people of color in this country but along the same time she's also identifying as a black person rather than a white person like i said her family is a little bit strange in this situation because her family actually is the one who outed her and is the one who's been the most vocal about all of this situation Um, Apparently, she's been estranged from her parents uh, for quite some time. Her mother is the one, as as I said before, who outed her about being white. Her brother went on Fox News not too long ago, a few days ago, talking about the integrity of his sister, saying that, you know, he, he wished that she had more integrity and that he doesn't understand why she's doing this way and why she, you know, won't engage with the rest of the family and why she always feels like she doesn't belong or whatever the situation is and here i am thinking about him and his integrity right now you're on fox news talking about a family member a sibling that you claim to love and to care about deeply And here you are on Fox News bashing that sister, bashing that loved one, talking about, you know, 
challenging her integrity and and doesn't understand why she lied and all this other stuff look nobody wants to be involved with a liar however what is getting a little bit muddy here is what actually is the lie are her lies about the stories that she's told in order to support her background as a black woman are the lies about the family experiences that she has and and claims of being abused are the lies about you know just being a black woman and and identifying as a black woman and and what that means so there's a lot of different issues here but what i think is really interesting is that not everything here is important and not everything is relevant Yes, it is important and relevant that she has been passing as a black woman for about 10 years at this point. But at the same time, it does seem that that's the way that she identifies. If you ask her how she identifies racially, she says as a black woman or she says that she's black. So if someone's in for the glory, then what's the purpose of dressing up as a black woman, pretending to be a black woman for years, and going on and on and on living as a black woman, but then never exposing the fact that you are actually white. If this is all for the fame and the glory, and it's all for, you know, these ulterior motives, then where is the payoff for her? Because what I see is that she just lost her job. She had to resign, as many of you know, earlier this week, because it was becoming too much of a controversy. It was becoming too much of a distraction from what the goals of the NAACP were really supposed to be focused on and trying to affect change in this country. I don't know. It just seems a little weird to me. What I don't appreciate on top of all of this is that the very people who are judging her and and saying you know well she she's a liar and you know why didn't she just you know admit who she was in the beginning and all of this other stuff these are the same people that sit on their couch and like to engage in social media activism and for those of you who don't know what that is it's those people who are always in comments and mentions and talking about oh well this thing is so awful or this thing is so wrong da 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 and yet they don't do anything in order to change it. Certainly, you don't want to just let her get off and, and let people think that it's okay to go around and, and pass off and, and not be who you truly are. But at the same time, you do want people to be engaged. You do want people to identify with different cultures. And if that's the way that she lives and that's the way that she identifies, then what's the harm? Anyway, moving on, we have other stories to talk about. We're not going to spend our whole time talking about that. Donald Trump. (laughs) Yeah, you heard me. Donald Trump. As you should probably know by now, but maybe you don't, Donald Trump announced Tuesday, June 16th, that he's running for president. Again. Really, Donald Trump? You're going to run for president again after you made a mockery of the presidential race last time and you made a complete fool of yourself and now you want to come back and do it again and continue to say more inflammatory things? Well, when Donald Trump kicked off his announcement for his presidential campaign, he said a couple of things that I'd like to share with you now. 
these are just little snippets and they're not exact quotes, but go with me. A couple of things that he mentioned. He wants to make America great again. What's interesting, though, is that it's been people like Donald Trump who have been the problem in this country for years. To make America great again, well, I think there are a couple of issues with that. One, people like Donald Trump are the ones who are taking money out of the mouths of, out of the hands of middle class Americans, out of the hands of the poor, who are talking about the moral moral failings of the poor, and yet they're not doing anything to help those people get better to um, improve their lives to be able to do the types of things that they would like to do to not have to live in poverty and squalor for those who are in the lower <clears throat> echelons of our country so he hasn't been a part in helping those people but he's been a big part in making sure that they stay down there and supporting legislation and supporting policies that make sure that those who are not rich and who are not a part of the political system in America and that don't have any sort of real representation in this country, they stay that way. So that way they don't in engage, they don't involve themselves in the system, and they can continue to be taken advantage of by people who are big bullies like Donald Trump. That's right, bullies. Another part of the issue about making America great again is that it also says something really interesting about our country or about the whitewashed history of our country. It's always talked about the men who built America, the Rockefellers and, um, you know, the Carnegie's and all of these people who were involved in creating big, substantial changes in this country. And that is all true. And that is not to take anything away from what they've done in order to help put our country on the track that it, it was on and that it is on. However, what cannot be just swept under the rug is that those same people had poor labor practices, they did all of this on the backs of slaves, of indentured servants, on the backs of people who didn't have any sort of representation, the de-unionized before unions even came up. There's always been a lot of problems in this country. So it's not always been just a great country. So we really have to think about that when we make, when I should say Donald Trump makes comments like that and when other Republicans make those comments as well. What was so great about the American America of yore? Was it that white men were in power and had no one to push back against them? Was it that black people sat down and shut up and walked in their separate lines? Was it that Latinos were cheap, free, sometimes free labor, and they could use the messed up immigration system in this country as a way of keeping those people in really low paying jobs and not protecting their rights as humans in order to earn a decent wage and, and try and, and make a better life for their families. 
moving on because I don't want to just keep on one piece, but he also said a, a number of different things, <laughs> one of which is how really rich he is. Think about that for a second. Donald Trump is announcing his presidency, and yet here he is talking about how rich he is. Now, of course, this was in a certain context, and we can't just remove context. He was trying to say that he is not going to be backing his campaign by financiers, and he's not going to be the lapdog of the different interest groups that are out there because he can finance himself because he has so much money and in the same breath he also talked about how he just sold an apartment for 15 million dollars so i don't know about you but i don't sell apartments for 15 million dollars i don't make 15 million dollars i don't have 15 million dollars to drop an apartment on an apartment i'm not really rich as donald trump would put it and maybe you are, and so maybe you have a little bit of a different feeling about it, but when I hear a presidential candidate talk about how rich he is, while there are people who are struggling to even feed themselves, to house themselves, while there are people who are out on the street homeless, and here you are talking about how rich you are, it doesn't sound like you're really in touch with America and what Americans want out of their president. When has that ever been a good political campaign? I'm really rich, so vote for me. The other thing that he's, he mentioned is building a great wall, which is one of the most idiotic ideas that I think I've ever heard as a solution for, <laughs> for immigration um, issues that we have going on in this country. Um, but you're going to build a great wall to keep people out. Well, good luck with that. He mentioned the Obamacare website and said what a bad, you know, rollout it had and how they spent way too much money on it and how he has so many websites and a website only costs $3. Well, let me tell you, as somebody who is running a website and understands what things actually cost in America, it does not cost $3 to run a website. And not, especially not a website that you would enjoy using and that you would be proud to say, this is mine. So, first of all, he's lying. And how does that sound when you're just kicking off your campaign? You're kicking it off with lies. Um, but on top of that, notice how he's talking about the website and how what a failing that was. But he's not talking about the amount of money that is being saved by the Affordable Care Act. The Affordable Care Act has made a lot of really great things happen, and it's made a few set had a few setbacks. However, all in all, it's been something that's been very positive. More Americans have insurance than they ever have before, and people are actually getting the help that they need instead of having to find other remedies or issues or, or ways of solving their problems. And yet, here he is talking about a website. Do you think that's what matters to Americans, about a website not working properly for a couple of months? Or do you think Americans care about being able to go to the doctors and being able to have preventative care and be able to do things that will prevent them from having to go into the ER 
when they're at their most extreme and where healthcare is going to end up being the most expensive because they didn't have any sort of treatment. There have been a lot of improvements, and yes, there have been a lot of setbacks, but to call out the website after years <laughs> ago this was launched, and now to call out the website and say, oh, well, it was such a you know, such a bad thing, and I can't believe this is happening, and or this happened, and they spent so much money on it, too, and da-da-da-da. Yes, government waste is a problem, and yes, they probably spent more money than they should have. But if that's all that your criticism that you have of Obamacare, when you're stacking that against all of the positives and benefits of it, I'm just going to go ahead and stay with Obamacare. What is it that he has to offer the 300 plus million Americans in this country that don't have his riches, that don't have his ability to buy and sell $15 million properties, that don't have the resources that he has. What is he providing to them? The answer, nothing. And as we talk a little bit more about the political systems and things going on, Police have been a lot in the news lately because of a number of killings and murders of innocent people or people who were unarmed. Um, Maybe they weren't necessarily always innocent, but they were unarmed. Um, So there's that. But we're going to move past that because today it's kind of a funny story about the police or the pot police, as we might want to call them. In Santa Ana, California, just a few days ago, there were hidden cameras that showed a police team, I guess, raiding an unlicensed dispensary. Um, Is that this particular area, they weren't allowed to sell and they weren't legally licensed. So definitely don't want people operating outside outside of the law, especially not our cops. What was interesting is that the shop already knew that this raid was likely to happen, and as a preemptive strike, they installed hidden cameras. So when the cops came in and did the raid, and they started, you know, leading everybody out, and they then started to get rid of all of the cameras that they saw posted, they didn't realize that they were still being recorded on hidden cameras. Had they realized that, I don't think that they would have eaten those edibles that were laced with pot as a on-camera action. (laughs) Um, Clearly, you can see them reading the labels. You can see them actually talking about what it is that they're, they're eating. As they're eating, they're talking about it, they're playing around, they're making uh, disparaging remarks about a woman who was handicapped, uh, who is handicapped. Um, All of these things that are going on, and this is the police force in Santa Ana, California. So that's a little bizarre. But what's interesting about this is that people are just calling for a reprimand, but I'm calling for them to be fired. Are you serious right now? You're going to going to have a police officer or actually multiple police officers come into an unlicensed dispensary and then you're going to have them seize evidence 
that it is supposed to have a certain level of chain of custody. You're supposed to be able to tell exactly what was retrieved and where it went and where it is in the evidence lockers and all that sort of stuff. And yet, here they are with these assets that they just seized and they're eating them or they're using them. What job in this country can you do where you can get high at work on a supply that is supposed to be an evidence and is supposed to be part of a ju judicial process where you can track exactly where all of that came, came from for prosecution purposes and then just walk away from it without any sort of issue? Police officers. Because in this country, police officers don't seem to have any sort of rules for themselves. They can go around and kill whoever they want to, well, provided that it's a person of color, of course. They can go around and seize assets that don't belong to them and then steal those assets, including money. There are a lot of issues when it comes to police corruption. And this is only the latest issue. So why the double standard? Why is it that a group that's supposed to protect and serve is then also, and that's arresting us for illegal activity, is then also participating in, legal, in illegal activity? That's not the way that the police officers were trained, or maybe it was, but it shouldn't be. It shouldn't be the case, and yet here we are. And so a reprimand isn't strong enough. Time off isn't strong enough. And when you have a spokesman for the police coming on TV and saying, oh, well, we can't actually tell what they're doing, so we're you know, running an investigation. We can't be sure that they're eating ed edibles, da-da-da-da. Even as the police officers in the videos are saying that they're edibles and reading the labels, and then on top of that, eating them all on camera with audio how can you not tell what they're doing how is there any question how are they not immediately fired and released from duty because this is america we at pop psych are gonna run a little contest here and so to enter all you have to do is like us on facebook at www.facebook.com forward slash pop psych you can follow us on twitter at the pop psych or you can comment on a tweet or facebook post that's put up by pop psych each like follow or comment will enter you for the contest but what you should know is that while you can like follow and comment you will only be entered once for each platform. So one like, one follow on Twitter, one like on Facebook, and one comment on Facebook, and one comment on Twitter. Those will be the ways that it's done. So if you put multiple comments on Facebook, you're only getting credit for one. If you like and unlike, you're only getting credit one time. So. Just something to keep in mind, but um, that does mean that you have the opportunity to enter four times. So if you like us on Facebook, then you comment on a post on Facebook, and you follow us on Twitter, and you comment on a post on Twitter, or a tweet on Twitter. Sorry, I'm a little old man, I guess. 
Um, that gives you four opportunities to win. The contest will run until July 1st, and the winner will be randomly selected, and will announce the winner on July 5th. What do you win? A $25 iTunes gift card. So, yes, go ahead, enter. Like us, tweet about us, Facebook us, comment, do whatever you gotta do. But remember, each like, follow, or comment is going to count as an entry. So if you stay really engaged with us, you're increasing your odds. Again, the prize is a $25 gift card. Enter now to win. As always, read our blog at www.poppsych.weebly.com. That's www.poppsych.weebly.com y.com and send questions and comments and suggestions to poppsych at gmail.com pop you later